that black guy out of here. Mm, that black guy. Oh, oh, wait, oh that. Guy. Oh, that. Black oh, get guy. that black guy in here. Yeah, yeah, get that black guy in here. Dude, get get that black guy, guy out of here. here. Got yeah. it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. I am the one who knocks. You'll all have chins. I should buy a mid-2011, there was a conflux of radio's emerging superpowers, masterfully united. T. Sterling Watson and Michael James Dupal revealed to all of terra firma, the lost dial, when in our modern society, it feels like the blind, the leading the blind, the lost dial crew are the ties that bind, the arts, philosophy, politics, Hollywood, music, television, technology, common knowledge, common sense, and sensibility, and all other essentials, the lost dial tackles the whole spectrum, as the earthquakes, and the seas rise, it will be in the dial that we trust. We hope you enjoy the show. out of a drinky already wow i never start a show with, with an, an empty, empty cup oh empty cup all right let's start over again <laughs> shut it down pause you gotta go get a drink yeah. anyway uh, i'll get one eventually i'm <laughs> sure um welcome to the 103rd episode installment of the riveting the always uh, masterfully uh, <laughs> powerful and uh excruciatingly honest truthful lost dial powered by the magnificent the always 
I was um, say, are you making a new intro now? This is going to be our, that, that'll be our, uh, when we revamp the show once again, you'll. My, my vocabulary sucks today, so. It was wonderful. You, forget you, 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 you it. Were, I was saying like the same thing over and over again. Like, it, it was just, I was entranced by your voice. How, how, many, how many words are there for great? About I, 274. I, yeah. Are there really? Yeah. Is that for, for reals? For reals. Look it up. Sterling, you're so cray-cray. <laughs> anyway, powered by uh, the, um, the very decent allnoiseradio.com. They get by. Yeah, they do. They're, they're all right. Monetize it. Uh, <clears throat> monetize us. My name is Michael James DuPaul. That's D-U-P-A-U-L. Capital P? <laughs> um, when I sign my name, my signature has a capital P, but it's, it's um, no. Huh. Everybody assumes it's a capital P. I do, too. I assume it's a capital P. Right, just because it's French. Oh, French. It's French. <laughs> um, but no. Somewhere along the way, they, um, they dropped the uh, capital P. And they think, came over to I, I America, think at one maybe? time, yeah, at one time it used to be a capital P. And, you know, they just said, you know, why why give so much, you know. Jean-Clavier, we don't want to be associated with the French. Jacques <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, so. I just recently watched a, a production of Beauty and the Beast uh, at a school school play and they Choc- actually did a what, what did you say actually i think our sisters might might be upset with that because i think they're learning french now according to one of their recent podcasts about it's language. just a jumbled mess of um <laughs> vowels too many vowels a lot of vowels yes and too but, many vowels it's okay. funny uh I've got something to talk about as far as the uh, the French the French language oh, okay. later on in the show. Okay. Um, thanks to my um, thanks to my trusty NPR <laughs> local NHPR. Um, they had what a, if we got to deal with them? That would be pretty cool. What? Like if if our show ended up going in there? Or NPR. Are we, are we oh, dude, I now? would I would take on I would take on a job. You and me on NPR. Like I would I would. I would grasp it like, like, like. You need help. Okay. Like, like things. Like. <laughs> I would grasp it like things, and and I and I wouldn't let go. Maybe we'd have an office next to Terry Gross. Grasp it like the like the the monkey bars. I was gonna say boobs. Up. Oh, boobs. Okay, but, that, um, that works too. That's okay. not professional. Yeah. This is a G-rated show. Grasp <laughs> it like like a chicken wing. Like a couple cans. Like chicken wangs and um, grasp it like your uh, your Dr Pepper. Box. What are, what is that crap that you like to eat on your birthday? Oh yeah, salted catfish or some gross fried shenanigans. Oh, salted catfish. Grandma well, Grandma well, fried me up some catfish on the skillet. It was delicious. <clears throat> I don't care what you say. I don't care what anybody says. Maybe, fried catfish. Maybe that's... maybe Mister D should make a new uh, a new cupcake called. Please don't put catfish in it. Salmon cupcake. and catfish, catfish flavored cupcake with. That with, just sounds so with horrible. Um, with um, maybe some halibut frosting. Mm. Did that, I ever that's... tell you? Did I ever tell you what? Uh, if I had a seafood, if I had a seafood place restaurant, you know what I'd call it? No. Just for the halibut. <laughs> okay. Tee-hee-hee. I will give Tee-hee. you that one. I'll give you that one. Anyway, I'm Michael James DuPaul. Sitting across from me, if you are not familiar yet, is uh, the man, the myth, the legend, T. Sterling. What, son? Hi. What, what? How you doing? <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> T. Oh, that's all right. Ooh. 
What? Dead air. I'm sorry. I thought I heard a um a Skype tinkling. No, that's that's me tinkling over here. I thought it was like the the, the Skype call, but I, I like I like that sound. It's like bubbles. Yeah, I love the little Skype noises that it makes. Meaning, hint, hint for those that when you know when we're recording or you're following me on Twitter. Um, actually, I should probably put a tweet through uh, the Lost Dial account so people who are following us on Lost Dial or the Lost Dial on Twitter they know when to call us. Because I'll say, hey, we're on the air. Why don't you give yeah, us a call? Yeah, there you go. Uh, me and Sterling both decided, too, we're going to do a better job. Okay. Not not necessarily, for, for those of you listening, it, it's not really for, for you guys, but for your friends that aren't um, being, you know. Entertained by us? Well, you know, brought up to speed as to our latest um, endeavors. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I used to be really good about it, especially on Facebook. Um uh, advertising each episode when they're released or upcoming episodes and, you know, write a little, a little, a, a little fancy a little snippet, a little blurp. Um, you know, I'd write something sassy. Sterling would write something serious. I would write something sassy. I thought you were going to say I write something sexy. I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't know. Sometimes he'd write something sexy and I'd write Ladies. something sassy. We did the show or, for you. know, you. something sarcastic or, you know. We dipped it in chocolate just for you. Yeah. <laughs> There's rose petals all around all right, just so for you. Zuzu's petals. Paste it, daddy. <laughs> if uh, Wendy was here, she'd be like, don't make fun of that. Oh, my God. Like, I knew I'm not making fun of it. Well, we'll bring it up later. Yeah. I just have to write it down so I don't forget. Just like uh, uh, the, the, French, the French language. It has to do with uh, um, Canucks. Quebecers, but you don't want to get into it now. So nah, we're still nah. We're just we're just up. we're just we're just breaking. We're just uh, still cracking our knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> we're shuffling our papers. We're paving the way for a excellent hundred and third for you, for you people. <clears throat> oh yeah, you better be on the edge of your seat. If you're not, you're going to be in the edgiest of your seats. God, I'd like to meet anybody who's on the edge of their seat <laughs> listening to a radio show. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, radio shows are are great, but you know, like right now, The Walking Dead. Um, there's two more episodes uh, tomorrow night, and then the following Sunday night, and it's like it is, it is nail. But I mean, I used to say like when I watch, Breaking you're pretty much you're no longer on the edge of your your seat. You're on the floor now. Well, you? right. I mean, back when you know Breaking Bad was you know the highlight of my life. Um, I used to say that, you know, sitting in whatever chair I'd be sitting in watching it, I'd, you know, my sweat would soak through the chair, but <laughs> I, it's, it's more than that it's with this gross. walking dead. I mean, and my mom got me into the walking dead of all, of all people to get you into, you know, uh, you just wouldn't figure your mom to be like the walking, but it's not about zombies and, 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 and gross, you know, it's, and gory and it's whatnot. not, it's not all the gore and, and the hype of, you know, but that is, a, that dead is part of the show eating. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, the backdrop. It's so the very, it's like very this. backdrop. It you might should, be, it's amazing to me. And I know you're not a huge fan of, you know, zombie lore, right? But it's, it's so it's so well done, dude. Like, so, so the, the should I say, like, come for the zombies, stay for the characters, or come for yeah. the characters, stay for the zombies? Ew. Just come for the characters. <laughs> I mean, zombies... I mean, they have to... I mean, there isn't a single episode where you don't see a zombie getting his, his 
head smashed in mm-hmm. or his or his brains blown out the backside of his mushy skull. Because it wouldn't be The Walking Dead without But I mean, it. you know, lately, lately as the episodes are progressing, the seasons are progressing, and you are so in tune and in love with these characters, less and less um, zombies are getting... But they still have to throw it in there. Even mm-hmm. if it's just one zombie... I was like, oh yeah, gets, don't forget the show know, was about zombies. Yeah, gets his, his head um, half cut open with a shovel, you know, mm-hmm. or, or smacked with a hammer or or a bullet. Whatever, just as long as they're right. it's, put out of their zombie misery. In, in the beginning, it was like they'd have these huge, you know battles with with um zombie herds but now it's just f- few and far between i did watch the first episode yeah um there's just a bunch of shows that i'm kind of juggling uh but specifically it's specifically crap on Netflix. You, you watch you a lot know of crap. what i'm watching you watch a lot of crap okay what else are, what else do i watch that's crap to you a lot of crap i started watching um house of cards yeah, what do you think of that <laughs> riveting really I thought you were going to say that was crap. No. Oh, no, no dude. Oh, wow. Kevin Spacey's the man. Um, he is the man. I'm, I'm into, you know, I'm into politics. We should politics. shout him out, too. Kevin Spacey. We love you, Kevin yeah. Spacey. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are, are um, I mean, nothing against, because I have nothing against um, people. I, you know, I'm not... I don't care what people's sexual orientation is, but a lot of people are surprised to find out that Kevin Spacey is a homosexual. I don't. Is that has that been confirmed? Because he does, yes. he won't. I don't think he'll confirm it. Yes, it's confirmed. Are you confirming it? You're. you're There's confirmed. video of him and his boyfriend. <laughs> I was pretty sure that he. How would I know it if it wasn't if it wasn't for for reals for reals. for realsies? So you you have like legitimate proof. You've seen video that, that hasn't no, been doctored. I haven't seen video, okay. but what? Just like Daniel Day Lewis, is that confirmed? Is he like? Does he exist? Are you saying, or is he really? No, he, Daniel Day Lewis is a homosexual as well. Is he? These great male actors, and and a lot of them, especially Daniel Day Lewis, play these you know so you're machismo to... characters, and it's like what? No, so you're way. saying they have to macho be gay in order to, to play such a great character, such you a great manly man's. Uh, a manly man now? That's 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 Macho Kumacho. No, I'm saying like a lot of um Daniel Day Lewis's roles. Kevin Spacey too. They're just, you know more Daniel Day Lewis. It's it's a man's man character. Like he played Bill the Butcher in Gangs of New York. I mean um I don't know. I'm thinking of the last film, which was Lincoln. Lincoln. Homosexual. <laughs> but we'll put Lincoln on the side. Um but yeah, I mean, no, the, I have nothing, like, I'm not bringing this up because I'm like, ew, gross. I'm, You're just saying that he, he must be homosexual. I'm saying a lot of people just don't know. I mean, I was watching it with my brother. Uh, I started watching the first three episodes of uh, House of Cards with my brother the other day, mm-hmm. and he was not up to speed as far as um, his sexual Kevin, preference. Kevin Spacey's sexual preference. I think people speculate it because, again, he won't come out and say if he is or isn't and the reason why is because i actually read about this um he likes to have his private life private and he's really big on that and he likes he likes piss play (laughs) (laughs) and he says that it helps with and i truly believe this it helps with his his acting career because the less we know about him the more he can get lost in whatever roles that he's playing right and it's it's really true from from um usual suspects the usual suspects to house of cards to um 
Glenn Gary, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Absolutely. which I rewatched the other night. And it's just... Will you go to lunch? <laughs> he's just brilliant. <clears throat> he's a really, really uh, great actor. And... He's brilliant. I don't know if I have a list of, like... I was trying to start a list of um, underrated actors, and I think well, properly... I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's underrated. Oh, no, definitely not. Um, where is this list that I started? Because I did start a list of underrated actors, and I think I added... Um, Who did we talk about last week? David Morse. Yeah, David Morse. So yeah. I put David Morse down as underrated. I also <clears throat> added Sam Rockwell as underrated. Yeah, we've talked about him before. Um, because I recently watched the movie uh, Seven Psychopaths. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a really good movie. It was, really? Yeah, I liked it. Did you see it? No. No. But uh, Christopher Walken's in it. But I'm, I'm imagining that with that one, it might be uh, the way it was uh, promoted and advertised. Probably, yeah. Just stupid. And that's why I'm going to steer clear of it. But just like... I. I've always brought this up many times. The movie Drive, mm-hmm. terribly, terribly promoted, promoted but... and adverts, and um, the trailers were just—they sucked. But um, it was a great movie. It was artistic, actually. Well, I would definitely say don't let the previews kind of distract you from this one because it does like like Drive. You you're thinking you're seeing one thing, but you end up seeing something else. Right. The previews for Seven Psychopaths. I had no idea where it was going. Once I started watching, I'm like, oh, okay, this is nothing like the previews kind of suggested. Mm. And in fact, the seven psychopaths in question, it's, I'm not even going to say. So I'm, I'm actually just going to tell you to, you know, when you get a chance, check it out. Mm. It's, I think it's worth it. I liked it. And then after you see it, we can talk about it. Um, and real quick, before I forget, the correctly rated actors, I have Kevin Spacey and Alan Arkin. As what? Correctly rated. Oh, not, not underrated, not, underrated, not overrated. So rated. they're correctly rated. I would say that. Um, now I plan to make these lists grow. So we'll, as we come across other actors that are either underrated or correctly rated, we will add them to the respected lists. Five years ago, I would say Brian Cranston would be considered an underrated actor, but right. he's uh, he's definitely coming up to the surface now. Mm-hmm. Um, since I'd say since Breaking Bad, because now he's in. He's almost a household name now. Right. Not too many. I mean, he's still not um, starring in any pictures, but not he's like, in yeah, a headlining, lot of but them. he's in right. from like Argo. I was surprised he was in that. He just shows up in any everything. He was an Archer, played a uh, character there. Mm. Um, but I, I figured, I guess now is a good time we can we can revisit something we talked about for a while uh, last episode. Piss play, the master. Oh, did you see it? Yeah, I watched that. I pretty much watched a bunch of movies back-to-back from The Master, um, Seven Psychopaths, and I keep... uh, Looper was the other one. Oh, I almost saw that. That was actually pretty good. Again, it was another movie where I didn't really know where it was going to go or even how it was going to end, but I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Of course, I probably would because it's got to do with like time travel and it's on the sci-fi verge. I am a sucker for that stuff. I can't help it. I love it. And plus, right. you know, I'm really starting to respect that writer-director, even though he also did the movie. Um, don't ask me what his name is. I don't remember right now. Um, the movie The Blood, the Brothers Bloom, mm. which I didn't really care for, but I liked his first movie, which was Brick. And that's also on Netflix, and I'm probably going to rewatch that just to make sure that I still like it. Hmm. But The Master, the I did master. see. So Tell me. I can <clears throat> see where you were coming from on... 
first of all, uh, the character of uh, Jawakin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, Jawakin. Jawakin. <laughs> Is that that's what we were calling? We him, right? were calling him Jackwin. Jackwin. I thought it was Jawakin. Maybe Jawakin. Yeah. Either um, way. But yeah, his character was really difficult. Difficult. To, exactly. Kind of. Like, it, it left you with a bad taste in your mouth. Like inhuman, yeah. I think, as you were also describing. Yeah. Where he just wasn't quite. Yeah. I mean, that's where I mean, the question comes up again that I have. Is he just the most incredible actor in the world? Or does he... I mean, there's been rumors, maybe not even rumors, maybe this is confirmed, <laughs> um, but uh, his substance abuse problems. I mean, he had a brother who um, died way too young due to substance abuse. And I'm wondering if... If it's if it's um, You're talking about the actor, not the his character, uh, Jawakin. Right? Is is he the greatest actor on earth, or is he just pumped up with tons of drugs? I I, I would like to believe he. I don't want to say he's the greatest actor, but he's really really great at acting. How come he didn't? How come? Um, and no disrespect to Philip Seymour Hoffman, but how come Jawakin Phoenix didn't? Um. If you look at the master, mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of wasn't even that standout-ish to me in comparison his, his to Jawakin Phoenix. He had his moments, I think, when he was like confronting him, like especially that whole jail scene. That was, I don't know, but I in com- stopped what but, I was doing. But what? in comparison to Jawakin Phoenix's performance Overall. overall. I think it, he, I mean... So what is Philip it that you're Seymour saying? Hoffman is is eating his dust in that in this movie in this particular movie. Oh, I mean, it, he maybe is, not in Boogie Nights when he's got a <laughs> he is starring when he's got I mean, a. Um, Jawakin is the star of this film, but right. So I, I like I like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights because he's got a um a <laughs> he's got a bare midriff and uh and he's like I'm an idiot. So wait, should I'm we put idiot. should we put Philip on the correctly rated idiot list? What? Should we put Philip Seymour Hoffman on the correctly rated list? Oh, absolutely. Right. He's pretty mainstream. I'm gonna, yeah. gonna add him onto that one. But uh, once again, if if you guys have any um, any feedback for me, um, or you know, if you just want to discuss it with me, is Jacqueline Phoenix one of the most outstanding, blow us all away, blow us out of the water actors? of American cinematic history or world cinematic history, or is he on drugs? Hmm. What do you think? I think it, it could just be method acting too. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, I guess, yeah, we'll leave that open for debate. So those who are listening, you know, talk to me people. Yeah. Let us know. Give us a call too. eight, six, zero three, four, two. You're on car talk with <laughs> <laughs> click and clack. <laughs> Uh, maybe made my mind go blank. Eight six zero three four two eight four two three. You just sounded like a like a host on NPR when you hey see we're, put out the we're number. auditioning we're auditioning <clears throat> we're getting ready to to move to that next step. To Give a NPR. shout out to National Public Radio. Yeah, we're, we we would so much love to be uh, one of your. We'll change our standards time if we slots. need to a little bit. You know, as long no, as we, we will still okay because we are who we are. Yeah, this is true. I am whatever you say I am. Unless unless we had to, like, unless they would pay for the licensing to the music that we use. Right. Yeah, we that to... would be the only thing we'd that I would say we'd change because 
Right. Unless who's unless who we're you know working under mm-hmm. pays for the rights because we like music and we like to play different types of music and uh, we do. You know, which uh, I've been listening to a lot of new stuff recently, but you know we'll get to that later. Me and Sterling are who we are, and we're not gonna bend over for NPR or. I don't know, if they, if they give us enough cash, if they give us enough cash. Serious satellite radio. I'm talking crisp, clean dollar bill cash. Yeah. Well, not dollar bills, but like hundred dollar bills. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Need it to be crisp. Um, crisp. <laughs> um, <clears throat> did you want to get to the French thing? or We don't have enough time No. in this segment. I do have another question. Because I, I started something last Lay it week. on me, my black brethren. Um, brethren, brethren, brethren. So I think it was, I guess it's a recent uh, Sports Illustrated thing yeah. with the Super the Swim Master. You know I don't yeah. like sports, so if this has anything it has, to do... It really doesn't have okay. to do with the sports. Right. It's, when they do the swim sh- swimsuit issue. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the most recent one or whatever, but they have a bunch of supermodels in body paint. Yeah. And I've seen this before where, like, even on TV, you can pretty much be naked, but if you're covered in body paint, I guess it's not really considered being naked, so there's nothing really censored. I don't I understand de- I think that. it depends on how many coats of paint. <laughs> it depends on the coats of paint? Because yeah. I'm wondering how this kind of flies by the censors, how it can't be, or how it isn't censored, and but maybe really conservative websites. You've got to have enough coats to, um, to make... Uh, nipples not stand out so, so much that's what it as is. bare nipples. nipples. If the nipples are bare, then that's considered nudity. And, you know, clitoris and labia and everything like that. Oh, okay. That's kind of, I guess, my, my question. Like, does, you know, if I just coat myself and just... You gotta, I mean, you know, yeah, you, you have to, you have to, you know, slap on as many coats as possible <laughs> to, you know, make those stand out... Those, um, those genitalia pieces. Yeah, the, the, the pop-out genitalia pieces... <laughs> not seem so much like genitalia pieces. I see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank that question is now I think <laughs> pretty much answered, I guess. Cause yeah. I, I mean, I saw it, um, I forgot what website I was on, but I'm like, is that what you wanted to know? Kind of. I'm like, I'm like, why is this not considered nudity when basically <laughs> they're not wearing anything? And they even interviewed some of them. I was like, I'm basically out here on the speech naked. I'm like, well, look yeah, at, you look are. at like Abercrombie and Fitch. Well, yeah, they're naked as well, but usually they have their arms or each yeah, other but, all right, covering so, themselves. For example, I've seen a Abercrombie & Fitch um, catalog, mm-hmm. and most you know clothing stores putting out catalogs are, you know, it's a catalog to buy clothes, but most of, of the pictures aren't wearing, aren't wearing any clothes. I mean, so am I, what am I buying? <laughs> or, so you have to buy the catalog in order to buy I didn't, the I, Or you can just... Pick up the catalog. And then I don't know if, if, if you need to purchase that catalog or not. I don't know. Because if it's like JCPenney, you have to buy... Well, last time I was working at a JCPenney, I think it was like five bucks. Mm. Buy the catalog. I, fa- really I, found catalog. It, I found it under my brother's mattress a long time ago. Oh, no, well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. No, honestly, I don't know how I acquired... Uh, or uh, somebody. I know somebody showed it to me. They're like, can you believe this? This is crazy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. There are like clothing companies that do that because even i can't remember what it is it probably is uh air Crummy, but um on their website they will have people they can submit i think their own pictures their own artistic pictures of mm. them wearing their clothes 
Um, if it's not them, it's some other website or some other clothing company that does it. Don't get me wrong. I think that's, that's, um, it, I, I, I think that's, it's incredible. Um, as far, as far as in advertising, it's extremely well, Yeah, it makes artistic. you kind of focus I mean, on I, that particular item of clothing, maybe. Um, well, the fact that there isn't an item of clothing. Right, that too. I mean, you might as well just... <laughs> Unless they're wearing their clothes on the inside. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or you could just be completely naked and just hold the pants or the shirt or whatever on the side. But... Let's, uh, let's, let's put this um, erotic conversation on pause. This Abercrombie... <laughs> and Fitch erotic. Yeah, those who get too excited. Fitch, now go take Fitch your, erotica. Go take your cold shower. Think about yeah, baseball or something. All right. Anyway, but uh, let's play a little tune and take a go. In, yes, go into go into commercial break commercial on episode one hundred and three. The Lost Dial, powered by AllNoiseRadio.com. Click and clack and NPR and Terry Gross. Woot woot. <laughs> Connecticut School of Broadcasting. All Noise Radio is an internet radio station that's fully produced by graduates of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. From modern rock to old school hip-hop, country to classical, news, talk, sports, and more. It's the noise you can't ignore. Log on to allnoiseradio.com. Fire up the station. Find out more about your favorite jocks. Get the latest CSB news and more. Plus, you can take All Noise Radio with you on the go for free. Just download the Live 365 app to your iPhone, iPhone, iPod Touch or BlackBerry and search All Noise Radio. Check out tomorrow's broadcasters today at allnoiseradio.com. Powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Welcome to Mr. D's. My name is Ann DeFusco and I own it with my husband Bill DeFusco. At Mr. D's we sell candy, ice cream, cupcakes and toys. We have over 250 different types of candy and a wide array of nostalgia candy. Our cupcakes, we usually have 20 flavors each day. We make them on the premises, and on the weekends we have 25 flavors. We do weddings, bridal showers, baby showers, birthday parties clearly, and we make cakes in any flavor that we offer in our cupcakes. We also have here at Mr. D's Praline Super Premium Ice Cream. It's a very high quality local brand. It's very flavorful and very fattening. We also have toys at Mr. D's that you can buy for your child, niece or nephew, spend 10 or $15 and get a great nostalgic toy. What's unique about Mr. D's is that we bake our cupcakes from scratch, our own gourmet recipes. We also have the largest candy selection in the state, over 120 bins to choose from. Everything from chocolate malt balls to the traditional gummy bears. Thanks for listening to The Lost Dial. If you like our podcast, please rate us and comment on iTunes and Podbean.com. Also, check out our friends Aaron, Andy, and Amacy at The Porchcast, and Didi and Ariel at Catnaps and Cognac. Both can be found on iTunes and Podbean. And now, back to the show. To the 103rd episode of the Lost Dial, powered by AllNoiseRadio.com. Woot woot! Here we are, opening up my Diet Pepper or Dr Pepper. Diet Pepper. Doctor Diet Diet Pepper. 
Mm -hmm. Delicious. Ah, that's great. Got a nice crisp <clears throat> taste to it. I'm gonna give a shout out to my uh, to my auntie, my auntie Gail. Um, I er, opened a late Christmas present from her. Mm. Is that the one who called? No, 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 yeah. no. Um, was a. I see. No, yeah, no. Two weekends ago, it was this very heavy, uh, rectangular package wrapped up. Uh, opened it up, and it was a uh, case of um, Dr. Pepper. Um, like, a, I don't know how many cans come in one of them. 24. Is it a 24 pack? Sounds like it could be. Yeah. I don't think 24 comes 36? in one of them. No, less. Oh, you mean a regular 12, yeah. 12 pack then? Is it a 12 pack, yeah. 12 pack of cans. So they do make 12, 24 packs. Yeah. So anyway, Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, you know, she knows how I love Dr. Pepper. I thought it was be the barbecue sauce. <laughs> we had a whole thing um, when we drove to Texas this past summer. And uh, kind of, you know, any grocery store we went into, uh, we would buy their version of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> they always have these funny, quirky names. Excuse me. Um, and uh, so I'm like, oh, cool, Dr. Pepper. And my grandmother's like, open it. I'm like, all right. So I open it up, and instead of it being 12 cans of regular Dr. Pepper, it was 12 different uh, grocery store versions of Dr. Pepper. Basically, um, when she, uh, around Christmas time, I had my cousins up to keen um for a couple days and she and my uncle came up and picked them up and basically from keen new hampshire all the way back to denton texas where they live they stopped at every different grocery store and picked up a version and of... she bought yeah their version of dr pepper so wow it was pretty awesome each can so they sent that back to you and you just got it like two weeks ago well it was for Oh yeah, it must have had to have been late because it was Christmas time when they were up. So yeah, she sent that afterwards because it was from after Christmas their trip from Connecticut back to well, from New Hampshire basically to Texas hmm. after Christmas. Right, stopping by each each different uh, local grocery store. That's chain. pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. It was very thoughtful, put very a lot of time into it, glued it back together a, a regular 12-pack box of uh, Dr. Pepper to, look Dr. Pepper to trick me. Them. Yeah, but um, I have I have not opened them. I will not drink them as much as I want to drink them. Yeah, you can't because something like that you need to kind of... They're displayed. It's like a memento <clears throat> in a sense. Or... They're, they're definitely displayed, and I wish I had written... Maybe for the next show, I'll write down the 12 different ones. And or take obviously a picture of it. That's a lot easier. Oh, that way. I could do that you too. Could do yeah, that. it'd be a lot easier. And post that to Facebook, maybe. Yeah, maybe I could do that. As we're sitting here talking about, it's like, yeah, we need to be a little more interactive yeah. with Facebook. But, but you know, there's there's a Doctor Perky, a Doctor Wow, a Doctor Fago, a Doctor. Don't tell me. Show me. I'll show you all. <laughs> but it was, it, you know, Auntie is is awesome. She puts a lot of time, thought, effort. Blood and tears into what she does. So, although I'm not mm -mm. telling you to drink it, but would you be curious enough to know kind of what they taste? They like? all taste like Dr. Pepper, because no. that was the whole thing when we went to Texas the summer. 
we bought many of those brands or those generic versions and uh yeah they taste exactly like dr pepper hmm. and then the home place of original dr pepper is in dublin texas so next time i go to texas i'd like to take a trip to dublin and tour the dr pepper or they, I don't know. It's they've got to have some sort of museum there because Something that's there. where you know before before all the corporations became what we know as corporations and bought one another out. And mm-hmm. you know, Frito Lay owns this, and Pepsi owns that, and Time Warner owns this. You know, at, at one point in time, there was a little you know brick building with a smokestack and family owned. They used to make a thing called Dr Pepper, cool. and it was you know. It was um, independent and not owned by anybody or didn't own anybody. and They just owned their product, and that was that. Let's see. Manufacture it for everybody to enjoy. I mean, I read the Wikipedia page one day. Cause sometimes I do that when I'm – I don't want to say when I'm bored, but, like, my mind will just kind of wander off somewhere, and then oh, I feel like going to Wikipedia and just doing uh, – there's a term for it where you just kind of wander around, and it happens with YouTube as well. And then you end up in the weird parts of YouTube. But when yeah, you do that, go where to... Where you complain, oh, don't play that. It's stupid, <laughs> stupid YouTube. Yes, because, you know, I sound a little like that. Um, when you do happen to do make that trip, and I remember you mentioning it before, and that, this is what I thought you were going to say, and I was really hoping that you had a whole case of Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Well, she's the same aunt that sent me. It's a Dr. K's version of Dr. Pepper Barbecue sauce. Basically, I'm saying I want barbecue sauce. No. So. Dr. K is Kruger's version, by the way. Oh, oh my God. You just knocked over your bottle. Ah, let's see. Ah, it's fizzy. <laughs> I was about to say, we might not want to do that here. Let's see. Uh, the U.S. Patent Office recognizes December 1st, 1885 as the first time Dr. Pepper was served. <clears throat> it was. I'm reading your bottle. That's what oh, it says. yeah. It was introduced nationally in the United States at the 1904 Louisiana Purchase Exposition as a new kind of soda pop made, made with 23 flavors. Uh, its introduction, it kind of does taste like a hodgepodge of uh, everything. It's like when you go to a, to a fountain at, uh, at a McDonald's or a Burger King and you get a cup and you don't have to tell them what kind of soda you want. And you I just, started narrowing it down to all the way down the all the way down the line, you know. You'd hate me for it, but I started narrowing it down. What do you mean? Uh, vanilla Coke and cherries and cream. What? Mix those together, and it's an explosion of. It uh, might taste similar. It's not going to taste oh, like Dr. Pepper. Oh, but okay. It'll, it'll start to taste like it. Um. Yeah. So anyway, made with twenty-three flavors. Its introduction in eighteen eighty-five um, preceded the introduction of Coca-Cola by one year. It was formulated by Brooklyn-born pharmacist. Oh, that's funny. All the pharmacists created all the sodas originally. Because they thought it was like, you know, a tonic to help you feel better. Right. My stomach hurts. Have a Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Doctors wouldn't lie to you. Maybe they called it just, you know, have a pepper. And they're like, oh, thanks, Doc. Right. And that's how it was born, right? And Wikipedia should tell you that, but they're not. Uh, We need to change it. Pharmacist Charles Alderton in Morrison's Old Corner Drugstore in, in Waco, Texas. Uh, to test his new drink, he first offered it to a store owner, Wade Morrison, who also found it, found it to his, oh, found it to his licking, found it to his liking. Hmm. 
Patrons of Morrison's Soda Fountain soon well, learned of Alderton's new drink and began ordering a Waco. A Waco? Yeah, give me a Waco. Huh. Alderton gave the formula to Morrison, who named it Dr. Pepper. Yeah. No, I like our version better. Yeah, I do too, because that was boring as <laughs> boring as all F. And, you know, we could have liked it to his licking as well. We don't know what he did when the lights went out. Yeah. That's my licking. <laughs> anyway, oh, I'm going to ooh look at all these cool pictures of Dr. Pepper cans. I'm going to save them, and I'm going to use them as my wallpaper. Because that's how much I love. Ooh, look at these old, old-fashioned. Dr. Pepper cans and bottles and things. And ads and stuff, yeah. Oh, the history. That's awesome. Anyway. Now, now while before the show, you had me download an app. I can't review it yet because I haven't used it. Um, but one of the newest, I guess, maybe crazes that are that's going on these days for games is the four picks, one word. There's a couple of versions of this game. Mm-hmm. I have two of them on my phone, and I kind of play them on, while I'm trying to doze off and go to sleep. And usually if I'm sleepy enough, that's when I can't figure out whatever the pictures are. Basically what this game is, they'll show you four pictures, and you have to figure out what's in common with all these four pictures. Mm. On the bottom part of the screen, there is a scramble of all these letters. And Jesus Oh, my Christ. God, you almost knocked over it. Well, you actually spilled some of it this time. I'm sorry. Don't apologize to me. It's not, well, I don't know. Use a piece of paper to clean it up. Keep going. I'm listening. All right. <clears throat> but yeah, four picks, one word. It's kind of like Scrabble. Um, and <laughs> that's him cleaning up with some paper. Um, Scrabble with uh, the four pictures as your clues to what the the word is. So yeah. there'll be maybe pictures of like, um, let me just open it up now just to give an example because it'd be easier to tell you versus, Oh, did you get it? In? Oh, no, it landed on the top of the thing. Oh, that's too bad. But yeah, there'll be four pictures, uh, maybe like a picture of a blue sky or maybe a blue balloon, uh, some blue cake, and then a blue sweater. And then there'll be some letters on the bottom, about maybe 10 letters, and you pretty much figure out, oh, the answer is blue. So yeah, <laughs> and that's how it works. And you move on, you get points or whatever. It's pretty cool. Um, one of the versions that I have, it has it in categories. You can have entertainment, you can have food. Uh-huh. So it's all things that have to do with food or or cooking and it's pretty cool it's, it's fun it's a good way for me to kill about 20 minutes before i actually fall asleep all right um now i haven't done it in a while so i had to do a second one the other one is mobile care this one will help take care of your uh phone i think it might only be for android devices right um it's by the same people who make advanced uh care for for your phone or not for your phone but for your computer it does like it scans your computer and this app scans your phone for any malware devices or um, things that will take up too much of your memory it'll it'll close things and keep your phone running nicely mm-hmm. so definitely check out mobile care to keep your phone to uh, top condition it works very well in mine it actually helps you save the battery too so your phone can last longer during the day i thought you were going to um speak of your new NPR app. I, I just said that in the beginning. I can't talk about it because I haven't used it yet. I just downloaded it before we started the show, so I, I can't really... I thought you were going to dedicate maybe a good 15 minutes to... Maybe uh, next week. Maybe next week. Because right now I can't do that. Here, let me let me just try something. I wanna, I'm want to. i not sure if you're going to hear Terry Gross's voice, but... I'm turning it up since you have the call. This is Fresh Air. I'm David B. and Cooley, editor no, of the David website TV Worth Watching, sitting in for Terry Gross. Ah, sitting, sitting in. in. The latest film by writer-director Paul Thomas Anderson has just been released on DVD. 
He's our guest today in a conversation with Terry recorded last year. Paul Thomas Anderson's earlier... Just listen to the way they talk on NPR. It's like something about their voices uh, make it seem all more real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is. What is it about NPR that they, they, they stand alone? Um, I mean, I guess you could, you could kind of put them in the same kind of swath as uh, BBC almost. Swath. I don't know. You know is that what I mean? Word, though? Sure, it is. <laughs> Trust me, it is. Um, you know, because I, I was saying before, you know, I've totally kind of given up on, or no, I'm sure I haven't given up on. I've just really taken a break from MSNBC and your regular CNN. Politico. And, yeah, but I've been relying very highly on NPR. And uh, I, I, I hear rumors that NPR is like the the leftist of the left wing if you want to but it's not i mean it, uh, in the background maybe they are personally the people you know the the personalities and the people that are are running npr and collecting everybody's money mm -hmm. um <laughs> but uh no they're i i'd say i'd say they do the best job of I mean, maybe because they look at a lot of the stories they focus on is maybe more left of center, but they're the people that are um, uh, presenting these stories are in no way, you know, like MSNBC's personality people or CNN's crew of people or, or Fox News's crew of people. Or they're that like, <clears throat> I don't want to say well-known because Terry Gross is pretty well-known, I would say. Is she? Well, I mean... <laughs> Maybe in the circles that I travel around. I'm like, you know, I, I see my posse and I'm like, hey, yo, you guys, you guys <laughs> listened to Terry Gross last night. It was wicked killer. And everybody's like, what? Who? <laughs> well, I just mean she's she's more of a name. Um, I was, I was going to say that. Uh, well, yeah, they're on they're on NPR, too. Um, click and clack. Yeah. So, OK, maybe they're more of a, a more known name, but. It's all part of the uh, NPR stable, uh, as, oh, as well as that show, the game show. Um, I used to listen to it, and I don't really listen to it anymore. I can't think of the name of it now. And I, uh, you probably don't know either, do you? It's a game show. They have a guest a panel. Come on. On NPR? Yeah. <laughs> I really can't think um, of the name. I used to listen to it all the time. No. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yes, that's mm, it. Yeah. <laughs> wow the the irony of the title is wow because i'm like wait wait don't tell me i know what it is <laughs> what is the name of that show oh right wait wait don't tell me oh yeah the wachovia brothers yeah and we actually just i actually just got a tweet from uh lucky stars aka dd from catnaps and cognac and they are pretty much saying if we can figure out how to get on npr to let them know so they can so they could get on ride our coattails. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, they can ride ride our coattails all day long. We, we'll ride yours too. Yes, yeah, so I mean, in case if they happen to get on NPR before us, then I won't be mad. And then we'll laugh all the way to the bank. <laughs> uh, let's. I, I just want to hear another couple quick seconds of this and see what. Uh, whoops. I wonder if anyone's Boogie actually Nights, done that. Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, and there will be blood. Ooh. Punch Drunk Love, he did that? Hmm. 
I didn't know that. Look it up real quick. What like he had? Isn't, I've never seen it, but I've. Isn't that with that horrible Adam Sandler? It's it's one of those times when Adam Sandler <laughs> decided to do drama yeah, versus comedy, a romantic drama. I've a never dramatic. seen it. It's I think it's been on my list someday to watch it. I that didn't in know Spanglish. that Paul Thomas Anderson did that. When the master was released, A.O. Scott in the New York. This is Fresh Air. I'm David B. Cooley, editor of the website TV Worth Watching, sitting in for Terry Gross. The Master, the latest film by writer-director Paul Thomas Anderson, has just been released on DVD. He's our guest today in a conversation with Terry recorded last year. Oh, good. Yep, director, Paul writer, Thomas yeah. Anderson's earlier films include Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, and There Will Be Blood. When the Master... What he didn't uh, mention was Paul Thomas Anderson's first film called... Anybody? Anybody? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Unseen Character. What was it called? Sydney. Sydney. Philip Seymour Hoffman was in Punch Drunk Love, too. Was he? Yeah. Give me a little... Louis... What is that about? Can you tell me Guzman? a little... Guzman? I don't know. I never knew. Oh, Louis Guzman. Guzman, yeah. He's in uh, a lot of his films. But I'll say, he's he's one of those actors who's in a lot of movies, but you can never think of or name a movie that he's in. Louis Guzman. Louis Oh. Guzman. No, it's not necessary. Okay, fine. It's you keep not necessary. Starting <laughs> it off. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, Mike was just playing with the other microphones. I was trying to be on top of the game. Hey, like, look at that Manhattan and all the the uh, text is um, looking not, like the uh, Manhattan skyline. What is it? The font. The font. Yeah, the font is the actual skyline. We're talking Manhattan. about the the people who like this also liked Manhattan and uh, Hannah and her sisters, The Graduate, Sideways, Annie Hall, and Five Hundred Days of Summer. Can you uh, can you read to us uh, what Punch Drunk Love is all about? Sure. Um, a psychologically troubled novelty supplier is nudged towards a romance with English women, all the while being exhorted by a phone sex line run by a crooked mattress salesman and purchasing stunning amounts of pudding. Wow, really? I, that, <laughs> what? That's that, not... That was actually a cold reading because I've never read that little paragraph before and I had no idea that's what this movie's about. Okay, well maybe um, that's another one that was terribly uh, promoted Pro and at the time I said... F that. Even when it was promoted, because this came out in 2002, I was nowhere near into movies that I am now. Yeah, so I remember when it came out, I'm like, eh, this is not Adam Sandler being funny. I don't, I don't, I have nothing. I don't want to do anything with this. Hmm. Yeah, I was just not aware that he, um, that he made that yeah, punch drunk look. You know what I was gonna say earlier um, about House of Cards, though. Um, David Fincher directs some of those. He's like the the thing that I liked about the show is every two episodes uh a director the same director directed two episodes like um right after the other mm -hmm. so david what fincher that's his name right um he directed the first two then some other fairly well-known directors they each did two episodes back right. to back that's the word i was looking for um except for one since it's like 13 episodes mm -hmm. so one director got to do either one or three but either way, it was it was pretty cool. I think it felt it made the consistency more, maybe like a film. So they actually have two hours, right? So I, I thought that was that was actually pretty pretty nice. I'm impressed so far, anyway, with that. How far mm -hmm. along are you? I just watched the first three. Oh, okay. 
So you still got you know the whole rest of the season, which is awesome. That and Netflix is breaking uh, I don't know molds, barriers, walls, whatever you want to call it, by releasing a whole brand yeah, new that's, series. That's never quite been done before, but they have the ability to do that, right? Which you know other outlets don't. Because and that's been something that's being debated, at least in the trades that I read, um, about uh, people watching. Uh, binge watching they'll catch up on a show and people have been doing that my sister has been doing it with the following um, again shout out to catnaps and cognac they've been doing that also with the following and several other shows like catching the, up with that? the following talk i talked about it last week and Did that's you? yeah that's what kevin bacon chasing a group or a cult of serial killers are you sure i'm sure i have because mm. it's a show that i recommend it's it's my where the walking dead is your appointment television show the following is for me. And appointment television is basically you have to be in front of a TV set that is showing that show at that time. When it's premiering, right? Right. So I don't want to watch it DVR'd. I want to watch it live. And watching it live, I can tweet with my friends about the show itself. Well, luckily for things that we have in common, we can... Um, we can... Well, anyway, the return of the Lost Dials' very own Mad Men recap will be <laughs> returning in a few weeks. Mad Men's coming back in a few weeks? April 7th. Really? I, have, I was completely... So get on board, game. buddy, because we're going to have to be doing uh, recaps. And, um, Let me warm up my iPod for the, for the music that we use. It's, Their it, theme song, really, is all we use and play that over. It's been tough for me, you know, because like... I just, all I want to do is recap Walking Dead, but I can't do it with a brick wall. So, I mean, and it's, I'm, mm. like I said, I've only watched the first episode. I really can't do much. I can't help you. Yeah. I do have friends that watch it, but as they're busy during the day, I can't get them to come here to talk to you about it's it. nothing I can do. Nothing. There's nothing anybody can do about it. You know, I just have to deal with it, you know, but don't worry about it because when I'm not on the air and I'm in different, you know, little social circles, we tear that thing apart like we're a bunch of girls or we're a bunch of middle-aged suburban women at a book club meeting. <laughs> That's another reason to call us. If you watch The Walking Dead and you're a very like, big fan like, like Mike is, please you know call us so he has somebody to talk to because... I can't talk to him about it right now. And I mean, it's the best show to like, you know, have a death pool going and everything, even though like pretty much all the characters right now, I don't want to see die because I'm so but like something brutally attached to each probably. one. Well, obviously, I mean, zombie apocalypse, people get their throats chewed out all the time, you know, so it's, it's upsetting. I don't think they have ever really shown in any kind of zombie uh, not necessarily movie, but even TV show or anything, where the zombie thing kind of dies down and everybody comes back to life. Or maybe <laughs> Shaun, Shaun of the Dead. I think that when the zombie apocalypse kind of died out. Oh, really? And I the, can't remember. I vaguely remember because I watched it thinking it was going to be funnier than what it was. Nah. And yeah. I didn't know really what I was in for. It was more of an homage to those other zombie films I'm like, yeah. i don't know it's, it's it's you gotta you gotta really enjoy that british yeah I humor think, that i think that's british also flair. what it is and i think it's a movie again where i can go back i'll have to go back and watch it again and i might have a better appreciation for it right the um 
Yeah, the zombie thing dies out. Doesn't really die out. But or it kind of oh, goes away. What I was gonna say though is uh something I, I made a big deal about um in previous episodes earlier back in, you know, days of Walking Dead, um, as to how it takes place in Georgia, mm-hmm. a state with a very large black population, but you see very few black zombies or even black living characters. But now um that's changed a bit. I think I saw a screenshot of a black guy. <laughs> no, there's um, there's a lot more um, black characters on the show. Black characters, yes. Mich- they... Michonne being one of them. She's a katana yielding. I've um, seen pictures of her. Um, and since you even mentioned that, they had Kevin Hart, um, who there's a rumor that he hosted SNL. That's an inside joke to a few of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's a rumor he hosted SNL and there was a sketch that supposedly happened where he was the only black character and then he started being attacked and there's a whole racist bit going on saying, we don't know if we want his kind around. Or, I don't know. Maybe we should look up uh, supposedly, um, the, you know, the show key and peel on yes. comedy central. Yes. Um, the, 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 the bald guy, Michael Key, Michael. I've never really Keegan, watched a whole Michael episode. Keegan. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he was on The Talking Dead a couple of weeks ago. He's a big fan of The Walking Dead, but um, their show, I guess, is still alive and kicking on Comedy Central, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And I think most I things Comedy are just Central cursed on Comedy Central. I don't know, but I guess they do a pretty good bit about uh, racist zombies, something having to do with. Racism and zombies. Mm. <laughs> Comedy Central still kicking, I guess. It just seems like they're always just pumping out new original series and never really holding on to the older ones that they've had, except for South none Park. of them last. I mean, the yeah, The Daily Show, Colbert, South Park. What else has lasted a long time on Comedy Central? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> They'll do their like stand-up bits, but those are like comics that you've. They're trying to expose new comics, and I think they do it so many times that whatever new comic they exposed, you don't really hear about them anymore. So many shows. Oh, Tosh Point oh. Okay, yeah, that's lasted a quite a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Which I still don't watch. But that's yeah. that's a, a kind of like a bit on his show, actually. Like. Go, going out into one of the commercial breaks, he always says, and we'll be right back with, and he names a canceled Comedy Central show, which is pretty funny. Yeah, we should get a show on there, too, just to have and then be canceled. So at least yeah, just so, we can, just so we can say. We were part of the Comedy Central. Maybe Daniel Tosh can, you know, say our show. Oh, my God, I had something for you, and I forgot to bring it with me. <laughs> oh, well. Was it food? No, it was a, it was a movie. Was it a warmed-up cherry cheese dish? No, but I have one sitting in my car. Really? Yeah. I have it there for like How a long has it been? Ba- oh, is it? it's not smushed down in no. the crack of the seat? I have it safely padded and in a cool area, so that mm. way, even if the car seems to get hot, that will still be in a cool thing. Good. I, I always try to keep some emergency food in there. and But when I mean emergency, I just mean when I'm so hungry and I don't feel like stopping somewhere. Right. So I might eat it right. there. Well, we uh, need to pay some bills, and then we uh, come back on the B side. Um, or I've got some yeesh. news reports and reviewing what I did last night. So my uh, little poetry night thing last night. But. Maybe I'll tell you all about um, <laughs> your, my car. Your brush with death. <laughs> yeah, brush with death. <laughs> Another brush with death, because the last time you're uh, 
Your skull was bleeding. Right, my ear was uh, gushing blood. <laughs> Just full of adventures. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll be back with uh, episode 103 of The Lost Dial, powered by Terry Gross and AllNoiseRadio.com. Woot, woot. <laughs>